This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Get out of town. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We are at Liveberg Studios. Check them out, livebergstudio.com. Our producer, Ben Stonium, is here. John, they've done it. The Steelers are 2-1. and one. They're over 500. We're no longer behind the eight ball. What could go wrong? I feel fantastic. I've got a mustache. Check it out. <laughs> I would love to see in the comments some feedback on John's mustache. Mm-hmm. I think the mustache as a standalone thing on you is fine. Really? It looks okay. With the gray wife beater, looks not okay. Not okay. All right. Just as an aesthetic. You know, I don't know if our listeners know this, but you can't wear stuff with logos on it because we don't want to show our allegiance. Right. You know, it's a licensing thing. We get paid very well. We we have to stay non-exclusive, non-compete. But, yeah, that's the level of confidence I have right now. The Steelers have given (laughs) me. I thought we won that game, and I'm like, you know, I had the razor out. We were in the victory formation. I'm like, F- it mustache. Let's go. But yeah, thank God Jimmy G was underwhelming. Jimmy G played terrible. He played like a broke dick Chris Maltesanti. It was like, it was like when she must have crawled under there for warmth. <laughs> I, I think Jimmy G looked miserable the whole game. It's sort of like it's like when uh, Chris Maltesanti. In the Sopranos, when he like goes sober for a while, yeah, and he's like, "Oh man, that's that's on the money." He's like, "Oh man, I can't even enjoy yeah. a cookout anymore. Yeah. This is horrible." Like his yeah. body language was just terrible. It's like the regularness of life is just too much for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's the same. It's the end of Goodfellas, also. Right. right. right? He used to live in Arizona like a jerk. Yeah. He played Ooh. real bad. Yeah, and we played just good enough right i don't know that game was to me as an experience uh, watching it as a viewer as a fan couldn't have been more different right i felt like it went by quick that cleveland game took forever now, the cleveland game was a 10-hour game yeah and uh this one was just like i guess we were winning i guess we had it going the whole time the refs tried to let them back in i thought the fix was in yeah it I was thought- <laughs> when- vegas leveraging a thing that you've never heard of listen it's never one of those... even <laughs> considered it's like they're like you know how they talk about holding they're like i mean holding happens on every play it's just one of you know <laughs> people are out there leveraging all the time you just can't let the ref see you leveraging i never have heard of that ever before yeah. it's like you know launching i've heard of because it was infamously bad call right it didn't turn out to be that, but when that happened, I was like, oh, here it comes. It makes you wonder what kind of other like obscure calls out there are waiting in the wings that to, is... to ruin our lives. Right, right, right. Divesting. Divesting the <laughs> offense. <laughs> he liquidated. <laughs> He's liquidated. That's clear liquidation. <laughs> yeah, so much like people often say, Mike Tomlin needs 
like a, a challenge. Some nerd Moneyball kid to sit right. up in the press box. Maybe someone and, from Point Park to sort of exactly. do the metrics. <laughs> someone who can crunch the numbers. Yeah. That's exactly right. Someone from Point Park would be perfect. Yeah. But I think the Steelers need that position, and they also need someone looking at the and like the antiquated uh, hundred year old rules of the NFL and finding the ones that are like the most flimsy and outdated. Yeah. Like next to all the drop kick stuff. Right. To be like, listen, Coach T, when you're down there, say this to the ref. Tell him to look for liquidating. Mm-hmm. Tell him tell them to look for divesting. And if they don't know what it is, then you can kind of flex like, you right. know, I'm such a I'm such a good coach. I know what these things are. Mm-hmm. And you need to be aware of them. That's brilliant. Did you see, so, you know, early in the game, NBC, they do those kind of fun, quirky graphics. Did you see the, like, the, like, shitty incline from Horrible. Hell, hell that they did? Horrible. <laughs> I was like, I- I'm I'm usually for that, and I'm like, <laughs> I like that they do that. I think it's fun. Some I think, of them. I think it's cool, but I saw that, and I was like, yo, that's f- up. like my yeah. culture is not your costume <laughs> i said i i said to my wife because you know it's like the start of the game yeah. and it's very tense and they try to it's like a moment of levity like yeah. especially around thanksgiving where like someone's the turkey or whatever yeah i, I was sitting next to my wife i'm like cracking a beer i'm like oh god yeah, oh god yeah they're doing a, a sick incline <laughs> like a, you know it's just and the profiles of their faces yeah canada's driving it it's like that was a bridge you don't even drive it (laughs) what do you hit a button right yeah come on lever get out of here with that all right john before we move on we've got to give out our smash dick full bush play of the game Mm. i love that graphic it just it tickles me Mm. john please jalen warren that blitz pickup collinsworth was into it and so was I at home. Man, he's just such a violent, dick-smashing, bush-brandishing <laughs> player. He's my favorite stealer right now. No I think that's asked. I think that's fair. Yeah, he's my favorite Undrafted, yeah. scrappy. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's the man. And I know that him receiving this honor, Jalen, you're undoubtedly listening. Please reach out to us. We'd love to get you a shirt. Um, I know that him receiving this honor will definitely make up for the $48,000 he was fined uh, in the Browns game for simply protecting himself. For being a G? Yeah. For being a real one? The NFL has completely lost its way, yeah. and Jalen Warren is now, I mean, that's like a 5% of his salary. Hey, Jalen, we'll throw five on it. <laughs> well, Tad, everybody's talking about it. Mm. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's the two biggest forces in American commerce and culture right now of course i'm talking about the nfl and the swifties merger travis kelsey taylor swift looks like they're an item she was at the game cheering on with Brittany mahomes with and the rest <laughs> kelsey's mom right that's huge that's a that's a big deal like they're already this is how far ahead in their relationship they are yeah, like it's... when you bring the parents into it it's like there's this back out, like mm-hmm. sunk cost thing where it's like, well, then Travis's mom is going to think I'm a an right. asshole or whatever if right. I, if something. 
It's great for the NFL right now. You've seen some of the numbers. It's great for the tight end position. <laughs> You've seen, like, you know, Travis Kelsey, his jersey sales are up 400%. Yeah. He got 300,000 followers on Instagram overnight because yeah. he's dating Taylor Swift. Are you Are you suspicious at all? What do you mean? I don't know. It's a stunt. Follow the money? Yeah. Is, are you telling me to follow <laughs> the know. money? I don't know. It's like... If the NFL, there was one little corner of the world, I don't think the Swifties were really tuning in on Sundays, and now they're reading coverages and talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, shallow crossing routes. It's a too high safety look. It's right? a too high safety look. Yeah, look. The yeah. middle of the field is wide open. Right? Travis is open. But it's not fair. You know, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. What about some of these other guys? <laughs> Are they, you know, what's what's left out there for them? Okay, Taylor's off the market. Right. She's, you know, A list. Travis is A list. Mm-hmm. What about what about like our guy Muth? Pat Pryormuth? Yeah. What do you what think? What are some lot? Well, okay. So, and we're scaling everything down, right? right? So, Travis Kelsey, number one tight end. Taylor Swift, number one pop star in America. Right. right it now. just makes sense. It fits. Okay. It's a logical fit. Fryermuth? Let's say Fryermuth and Octomom from, <laughs> from, from John and Kate plus eight, the woman that had right. eight children in like a litter. I think he could do better than that. I okay, was, all right. I was, I that was, was thinking, just okay. was just an idea. I was thinking Fryermuth and like a, a pop starlet of the 90s a la Cheryl Crow, you know, Celine Dion. Hey guys, I'm actually I'm gonna I'm actually gonna stay in Vegas for a few days. Uh, Celine has a residency there, right? And I'm just gonna like kind of chill with her for a while. She she like needs me right now. Yeah, I think that's what we're uh, that's potentially what we're looking at. Yeah. All right. Well, the Steelers hopefully have made it back at this point. Uh, I know that the plane might still be in the air. They were waylaid. It was that's kind of scary and. If you're like me, the first thing you thought of was that <laughs> a group of high-profile convicts had hijacked the plane and were going to return and land it on the Las Vegas Strip like they do in my favorite movie, Con Air. And it got me thinking about like who would be who in a Steelers version of Con Air. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm going to name Con Air characters, Okay, and you tell me. Who they would be. Okay. John Malkovich, Cyrus the Virus. Matt Canada. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, pinball played by Dave Chappelle. Um, Pat Peterson. Do you think that he's about to get thrown out of the plane? Yeah. For not playing very well? For how foolish he looked on that one touchdown. Garland Green, played by Steve Buscemi. Oh. A serial killer, a man who once wore a woman's head as a hat and drove through three states or whatever they say in Colorado. I'm going with T.J. Watt. <laughs> right? He's a maniac out there. He's he's a, you know, the he, way he comes to... out in the thing, like <laughs> the Hannibal tra- Lecter thing. Transport him yeah. with, yeah. like, armed guards yeah. uh, on each limb. Okay. Baby-O. Who's that? Tomlin. Oh, there we go. Ranger boy. <laughs> and he's talking to Kenny, and Kenny, of course, is Cameron Poe, oh, right? Kenny, yeah. Kenny is Cameron Poe, and he's going to save Tomlin. Well, John, there's already been a number of movie references today, even for us. Mm. It's been a lot. 
but let's keep this train rolling. I've got a little surprise for you. Oh. We're about to revisit the 1993 classic released to theaters 30 years ago this week. Of course, I'm talking about Striking Distance. John, have a little little popcorn. Oh, a little date night. All right. Down in front. So if you listen to this podcast, I'm, I'm sure you are familiar with Striking Distance. Bruce Willis, disgraced Pittsburgh police officer, searching for a serial killer who preys on women, throws their bodies He's into river the rivers. Yeah. yeah, well, then he gets demoted to right. being a river cop. And I believe this was actually the start of Bruce Willis playing hungover, disgraced cops. <laughs> Okay, so think about it. Yeah. Striking Distance, Fifth Element, uh, all the diehards, right. hung over constantly, we need you, only you can solve this. Right. So Striking Distance was sort of his gateway into being typecast as a real, what I imagine to be a very relatable right. guy who was fired from their job. Sarah Jessica Parker, very good looking in this film. Sarah Jessica Parker, Dennis Farina... And, uh, John, I know that you have a personal connection with this film as well. Yeah. That's a list of stars right there. But also, my grandfather is in this movie. He's an extra. He was he dabbled in acting and theater. I don't know how it came about, but he's in there. So if I ever get asked for my Pittsburgh card. Oh, you know we don't like that on this show. That We do not like it. We don't like ask, it. Hey, where, like... where are you from anyway? You know, when you get that uh-huh. from some, some dude that grew up in Wexford. That's gonna ask you for a for your Pittsburgh card, right? My grandfather's in f- striking distance, motherfucker. So why don't you why don't you ease off with the you were at the you know two thousand four AFC Championship game or whatever? I think that Dennis Farina is the most convincing Pittsburgher yeah. in film. Yeah, he has multiple things with the dialogue, but also like you can see. That character in every one of your middle school football coaches. For sure. Like, unhinged, deep down knows he's full of shit. Right. Likes you, doesn't like you. Right. It's all just it's all how they got out there. of bed yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the scene that your grandfather's in, I yeah. quote, I, there's, there's, a, there's a line in that scene that I quote all the time. Okay. But no one gets. Right. It's when his co- they get in that fight, and they're mm-hmm. at the policeman's ball, and yep. it's like a big disaster. Right. And they're like, Tommy, you're not on the force anymore, you piece of garbage. Yeah. And uh, the cousin character, who you've been set up the whole time to believe is the one killing the women, right. um, stands up on the table with a whiskey on the rocks, and he goes, best day of the year, better than Christmas. Yeah. I say that a lot, apropos of very little. Mm. Better than Christmas. That's how I feel every time we do the show. <laughs> Best day of the year. Best day of the year. Your grandfather's in the film. Right. So I'm untouchable. I'm a made man. I'm prince of the city. What did he say about being in it? Did he get to meet Bruce Willis? Uh, he actually, I think he, when I've asked him about it, he talked about how Bruce Willis was like, it was well known on set that Bruce Willis was like, not happy. I think that was like, not happy making the movie? Yeah, like he, I think, w- wanted to go in a different direction. And I read an article about this with, with the director, Rowdy Harrington. Like Bruce Willis was in a, some disputes and he wanted more creative control over how this film went. Like, 
I mean, it can't really get much better, Bruce. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was uh, not very nice, apparently. On now, John, to the Houston Texans. Who are not as bad as many predicted. Yeah, I mean, the bad teams that you thought were going to be bad. Okay, maybe, but there, there's some surprises, you know. Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Exactly. The, Texans, the Josh Dobbs Cardinals. Yes. Texans might be good. I don't know. Maybe. I've seen some troubling statistics regarding C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Just like, he was the first quarter rookie quarterback to throw for 300 yards in his first three games mm. since Cam Newton. So... Look, I, I feel like I personally have a karmatic debt that I have to work off because I've talked so much shit on so many Ohio State quarterbacks right. over the years because they've sucked. Yeah, that's and, not on you. That's just... and proceed, just... Well, but yeah, I've maybe been a little over the top okay. in my critique, in my mm. criticisms of Ohio State quarterbacks. Mm. I don't know. It would suck to lose to a rookie quarterback. And I want to be very clear about the Raiders game. I don't feel a whole heck of a lot better. I mean, it was it was exhilarating to be in more than two third and manageable situations sure, on offense. Sure. The rainbow in the dark to Calvin Austin was sick. But boy, we're that's a great way to put it. We were in the dark yeah. up until that point. Yeah, it wasn't going great. So I'm not excusing the offense. It's not like, oh, they've righted the ship. No. Nah. I do want to bring this up. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, <laughs> here it is. Uh, Antonio Brown's crudely photoshopped of oh, Matt Canada. Yeah. We're going to give this as, oxygen as Hitler. As Hitler. <laughs> I did take a screenshot of that. I did too. because <laughs> Just felt like someone needed to. Document this yeah, moment like, for all time. Holy shit. <laughs> That's not cool. So it's harsh. Even for your most, like, your most, Depraved what he, friend. What is he doing? And then he cleared it up a few moments later when oh. he then tweeted Adolf Canada. Right. <laughs> that was the one I saw, and then I like went back. And he went, went oh, back. He really, said, right. He actually yeah. did that. Yeah. Um, not cool. Not <laughs> well, we cool don't to do. condone that. Not cool to do. Uh, I hope he gets the help that he needs. I do too. You know, people. <laughs> it's two weeks ago. People were like, maybe they'll bring in a B. <laughs> maybe they won't. You know, if, you, if you're like, oh, maybe, you know, I could see if, if Deontay's out, we'll practice squad. We, what could it hurt? I'll tell you. Right. I'll tell you what could hurt. Imagine being like... Matt imagine, Canada. Imagine being... Well, not just not Matt Canada. But imagine being like Matt Canada's brother-in-law. And you're, you're like, like, oh, man, they're really going after him again. Yeah. Cheryl, have you seen this? He's your brother. I'm just yeah. trying to tell you what they're... What, Antonio Brown, you're saying about him. Man, he played that card. I guess that was a card. To play. It was messed up. As soon as I saw it, I busted out laughing. Yeah, same. Because it was... But that's, see, that's not cool of us. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Now, that being said... Which it was. How could you do anything <laughs> other than bust out laughing when you see it? Maybe AB's got a comedy special. Imagine thing. being imagine being in a in a nightclub with AB. You're in his entourage, yeah. and you're like the tech guy. Right. You've you've passed yourself off as a tech guy because yeah, yeah. you told him to restart his phone one time when it was yeah. like glitching or whatever. He's like, you're really good at this, man. He's like, hey, listen, yeah. I've got an idea for a banger <laughs> meme. Yeah, AB did not Photoshop that himself. That's <laughs> no, the craziest that's part the of this. Thing. Holy shit! He didn't do it. Yeah. He's like, he's like, listen, Steve, 
I have an idea for something that I think will go viral, not because of how messed up it is, yeah. but because of how funny it is. How much to do that? Like, how much do you think he offered? How much was No, paid? no, no. You just get to, like, sleep at his house and uh, get okay. drunk on him and all eat right. all his food. And all you have right. to do is Photoshop <laughs> a picture of a guy who people think is not good at his job. Right. So that he to the looks greatest monster of the 20th century. Yeah. That's going to do it That's for this episode. That's going to do it. <laughs> Let's get a win in Houston. Let's get a win in Houston. And then those dirty birds, they're coming. They're coming before you know it. Right. Huge shout out to Liveberg Studios. Check mm. them out. Liveburgstudio.com. Huge thanks to our producer, Ben Stonium. If you haven't seen Striking Distance. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't wait for the bye week. Get a... <laughs> Get a 15 rack of Icy Light and fire it up. Right. Saturday night, instead of watching the pick game, because why wouldn't you? Mm. It's the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Get out of town.